In a world of what are yous, welcome to the place where the answer is always human. My name is Natalie, and you are listening to Some Kind of Brown, a podcast powered by Yellow Jacket Media about mixed and multiracial life, our journeys to find our identities, reconnecting with ourselves and the communities we're a part of, all from a Southern girl who's still trying to figure out things for herself. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. I am alone today because I want to level with you. But before I get into that, I do want to say that those pretty things I said were coming last week have finally arrived. Better late than never, I guess. If you are following me on Instagram or Twitter, you already know that we have buttons. I'm still waiting on one more thing to arrive, but I probably will be selling them. I'm not really sure how much I want to price them on yet, but I will keep you guys posted. I am putting something together. I hope you like it. Patrons, you've got some stuff coming to you. The first video for Patreon just dropped, and speaking of videos, the Some Kind of Brown YouTube channel is in the works. I am aiming to launch the YouTube channel as a companion to this podcast on March 1st. It's actually going to be under my name, Natalie Evans, and I will have that linked when it launches, and then it'll be in the show notes forever, or as long as I have the YouTube channel. And it's going to be a couple of things. I will have episodes available on YouTube as well, just to kind of give you variation, more choices. No one ever complained about more choices. I'm also going to be making a lot of videos that have to do with self-improvement, finding your identity, kind of really exploring and mapping your identity things that I haven't really gotten into in the podcast and might be communicated a little more clearly through video. I'm also going to be working on some videos that are going to be in conjunction with the expanded Red November series that is launching next... (laughs) I'm 28 years old and I still think of things in semesters that will be coming out next half of the year? (laughs) Next quarter? No, two quarters. I have no idea. But in any case, it's going to be fun. I'm going to start doing some lives. So we might have some episodes that actually started on YouTube. Maybe some questions, just chatting, seeing what you guys want to talk about. Just getting to know all of you in a different kind of medium. Because I talked to a lot of you on Instagram and Twitter. Hopefully it will give you another way to talk to me. Okay, so speaking of talking... A lot of what I talk about in this episode is going to be important to some of you. I am going to ask for feedback because I need to know where you guys are with the podcast. Some kind of brown, it started with me sharing. I still share my story as we kind of unfold, as I reconnect. And it's really cool to have you along on that journey of reconnecting but I probably don't have to tell you if you've been around for a while that I do identify more and cover and talk about Native issues and culture a lot more than other things when I'm talking about my own kind of journey. Of course, with guests, we explore their ethnic background, but with mine, I have very much so focused on the Cherokee Choctaw side. This is kind of for two reasons. First of all, like... Many of you who are listening, if you are mixed, multiracial, 
we all kind of gravitate towards a particular side of our mix. And that can be for a plethora of reasons, but it is what it is. You know that I am a big proponent of looking at mixed and multiracial people as a whole person and also a whole part of each of their ethnic backgrounds. So if you're mixed with Dutch and I don't know, ooh, <laughs> there are some touchy ones in there with this mix. I guess there are touchy things with all kinds of mixes in history, but Dutch and Black. Let's see that. I would say that you are fully Dutch and fully Black, barring any kind of familial experiences or things growing up that would give you a reason to be on one side or the other. But at the basic level, I would consider someone who is Dutch and Black to be fully Dutch and Black. But within that person and the experiences that you've had, this hypothetical person, it, you might have more of a draw towards one side. And that's totally okay. It's part of forming your own identity. That's kind of what we get to do when we're mixed. We get to acknowledge the people we come from on all sides, and we get to really find where we fall, where our heart leads us. And it doesn't mean that we are disregarding one side in favor of the other, although some kind of times that might be the case. It's just where we feel the most drawn. And for me, I feel way more connected to my Cherokee and Choctaw side, but I also strongly identify as a black woman. But if we had a kind of hierarchy of ethnic backgrounds, I would say that I am native first. So the podcast has kind of followed in that direction. I do still talk about things that affect the Black community, things that are important to me, things I've experienced with Black culture and just my own background, like talking about Meghan Markle and the racism she's faced, also talking about the Confederate monument that was in the, or still is, in the center of my hometown. It is and always will be a very important part of me, but... The more I reconnect with my native side, the more I feel like I'm coming home, and that's just the way it is. So where does that leave us with Black History Month? I feel like it would be really remiss of me to not do something in honor of Black History Month or to observe Black History Month. I think it's still incredibly important to talk about this Heritage Month, as well as the other History and Heritage Months in the U.S., and I want to give each month, each special history, its own attention. But I'm not really sure how to proceed, and that's one of the things I'm going to be talking to you about. One thing I will say for sure, I will not be forgetting Black History Month in the future as we move forward. We just had the Oscars, and I think there was only one Black nominee. I didn't watch the Oscars. Oscars so white is a thing, but... Something new happened this year that is kind of exciting, but is really complicated. At least my feelings about it are really complicated. The Korean movie Parasite won one of the categories, and it was the first non-English movies to win, which is incredible and also terrible. Are you telling me that in 92, I think, years, there's never been a foreign language movie to win? Like, how? How? Especially when you look at foreign films. 
There are so many beautiful foreign films that I've seen, and it's just, it boggles my mind that they haven't gotten any recognition. But specifically, Korean movies have always been good, for the most part. And I really hope that they become more visible on the global scene. Is so much to explore. I mean, you know me, I like to explore other cultures, especially through media and music and film. Some of my favorite movies are Korean movies. I don't know, it feels strange to see a movie like Parasite that is just as good as some of the other movies that have come out of Korea that are on my top list win. But, you know, some there has to be something that triggers people to look outside of their bubble. However, there are problems with the movie Parasite, and I feel very comfortable criticizing this movie for a few reasons. South Korea has constructed their economy in such a way that the export of media and music is a pillar of their economic structure. As they've become more visible on the global scene, the level of cultural sensitivity isn't matching that. The American Indian shit that was in Parasite is not okay, and I know 1000% that there has been kickback for similar things before. K-pop groups like Mamamoo have had to apologize for blackface, and Tiara had that nonsense with their song aptly named Ya Ya Ya. I'm sure you can figure out why it was named that. When groups and media in South Korea does this stuff, there's always outcry and global criticism. So there's really no excuse to not be at least somewhat aware of the fact that there is a history with the US and Native Americans and that these that kinds of things are not okay. Having been aware of South Korean media for over a decade at this point, I've seen people criticize and seen artists and companies apologize for offending the global audience. So this is why I feel comfortable criticizing. There have also been some non-Koreans on reality TV shows that have talked about racism in South Korea, and they are slowly being more global. I understand kind of the nuances of their situation. For the most part, it's a very homogenous culture, and it's kind of slow to pick up on these little cultural nuances. With that in mind, there has to be change when you get to a global market. We hold the U.S. media to the same standard. We want them to be more sensitive and accurate depictions of other cultures, adding more representation. I mean, last year was the Asian American uprising, so I don't feel like I'm asking for the moon here. It's not very hard to educate yourself in the world of social media and the internet. So we have the Oscars with this Korean movie winning for the first time in this category, a foreign language film winning for the first time. We only have one black nominee, and that is insane to me, especially since there have been so many groundbreaking black-directed, black-acted films in the last year. But that's just one example. It's something that's on my mind. Uh, the Oscars just happened. I'm still going through all those things. And that's the best example that I can come up with. Again, because it's happening right now or it just happened and news is still coming out. The thing is, I don't really know where to focus when it comes to Black History Month. 
I don't want to just focus on representation in the media. There are so many aspects of Black culture and the Black experience in America that we can talk about. There is especially so much to talk about when you expand that to a more global view. Being mixed with Black around the world can still be extremely, extremely controversial. So there's a lot that we can talk about, but it really depends on what you want to hear. So I have some ideas. And I would really, really appreciate your thoughts on these things. One thing that I've been thinking about is featuring a Black or mixed-race artist who is mixed with Black to create limited-edition merch for Black History Month. And maybe the patrons or you guys can vote on a charity or organization to donate to that year. Things like the Innocence Project, because there's a disproportionate amount of incarcerated Black people in America. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can watch a documentary, 13th. It should still be on Netflix. I hope that you can watch it where you are, because I know that some things aren't available in every country. But if you haven't seen it, it is eye-opening. We can also find guests who are part of the Black experience, part of the Black or African diaspora from around the world to share their stories. And that kind of expands out to the other Heritage Months as well. I will always have a series within some kind of brown devoted to the missing and murdered Indigenous women, girls, and Two-Spirit people that is incredibly important to me and an area that I really want to spend some of my energy. For Black History Month, for Asian American Pacific Islander Month in May, for Latinx Heritage Month in October, these things are incredibly important and there are so many things that can be talked about inside of those topics. So another idea I have for all of the Heritage Months is to do kind of a mini docu-series about an important issue. We can take that month to focus on things like immigration, incarceration, beauty standards, skin whitening, intergenerational trauma, or poverty within that particular community. We can talk about music as expression. I mean, these are just ideas off the top of my head. There are really a lot of things that we can do so if that is something that you want to be a part of, if you have an idea or something stuck out to you that you really want to hear, please let me know. You can email me, hit me up on social media, however you want to contact me. I would love to hear your feedback. I'm late on Black History Month. All I can say is that I'm sorry for that. And next year, I will be doing more now that I kind of have an idea of where I want to go. And after I see your feedback but I can observe the rest of the History and Heritage Months for the rest of the year. One of the reasons that I want to continue focusing on these Heritage Months is that the mixed community is so much bigger than being mixed with black and white. And you know, if you've been with me for any amount of time, that I am incredibly passionate about breaking down that monolithic stereotype of what it is to be mixed. All of you have shared so many different things with me. Soph and I, with our episodes that are going to come out in March, we got so much feedback that falls outside of these categories, so I know these are things that you might want to listen to. I don't know, I just wanted to share my thoughts. I think it took being... oh, we're not even halfway into February. I don't know. It took being 
in February for me to really start thinking of how I want to focus the rest of the podcast. Just because certain areas are expanding and I have some projects coming up doesn't mean that I want to drop the ball when it comes to these other things. And I feel like that's kind of happened in 2020. So I'm going to try to do a better job balancing. And next week, we do have an episode that I kind of teased on social media with Constanza Eliana, who is (laughs) amazing. I had the best conversation with her. She is so insightful and you can tell that she is used to telling her story, which is amazing. And I hope that her story with being Puerto Rican, with being a yogi and dealing with the appropriation that can sometimes come with yoga I hope these things are interesting to you. I know they're hot button topics. There are some things we haven't talked about before. I don't know. I'm excited for you to listen to her story and her perspectives. That's really all I wanted to say today. Keep an eye out on social media for the new things that are coming out. Hopefully, Walmart will be faster in giving me what I ordered. Keep an eye out also for the buttons that I will be selling. I mean, they are tied to Walmart, so it's kind of all the same thing, but just watch the social media. Share with me your thoughts. I'm going to start hyping you guys up for the YouTube channel. I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited for you to see my face because I have had many a person laugh at how expressive I am. You don't get to see my weird gesticulations when I'm recording how quirky I am very much, but I think it kind of comes across in the audio, but you don't get to see me being a goofball very often. I am, in my natural state, a goofball. So, new things, new year. I'm still on that new year energy. I am rambling at this point. I don't know. There's just so much going on that I'm excited about. You know what? I'm just going to blame all of you. You're all giving me feedback, and support, and I just want to give it to you tenfold, so thank you for inspiring me and letting me do all these crazy things. This is going to be a great year for us. I already feel it. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Some Kind of Brown, and I would love to interact with you over, especially on Instagram. You can also join us on Patreon for ad-free episodes, after-interview debriefs before the episode comes out, stickers, t-shirts, and more. Another great way to support the podcast is to subscribe wherever you're listening and leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Podchaser to help our brownish family grow. You can find the links to everything and more in the show notes through the link tree on my social media bios. All of your support is what keeps this podcast going. Thank you to purpleplanet.com for the use of their song Love Life, and I'll see you later with some more Shades of Brown. Bite Size Biographies is the podcast of life stories.
I was born in Petaluma, California. I grew up in Detroit. I was born in Hong Kong. Born in Interior, BC, in Canada. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. I just had a wild time in high school. I slipped out the back door. An hour later, she was arrested. I failed out of that school another three times. Poo and sex, those are interesting. I got expelled from school. The other big thing that happened was it damn near bankrupt me. 21 years old, making like $49,000. And he proposed to me. We ended up getting married. I patented the first digital fish scale. After I finished my PhD, join me as I converse with people about their lives by visiting bitesizebiographies.com or search Bite Size Biographies where you listen to podcasts.